Hidden Grid, The Six World Chronicles, Episode 22, Free Roaming, Session 1. Hey gang, a uh, long time no see. Uh, sorry about that. Um, you're going to get a little brief overview of why we took a little bit of a hiatus in the beginning of this episode. It's not exactly happy news. You're going to notice there's a certain lack of some familiar voices. And there's going to be a new voice. Expect some new voices in the coming week. To say the least, we lost some people, hopefully temporarily. But for now, we're going to keep trudging along. So this episode is, well, to kind of sum up, we have done this type of episode where we haven't recorded in the past, where the players would kind of do stuff, roleplay with their characters, and kind of do the nitty-gritty uh, build-up skills, that type of thing with their characters. Well, decided it might be a little bit better to give you guys a little bit of what's going on behind the scenes in terms of what they're doing, how they're handling, etc. But we do treat it like a normal session. We do treat it like there's some sort of goal, objective thing that they're trying to do. And, hey, it's just a one-shot. We'll see how these go in the future. But don't worry, next week, next week I think you'll be happy with what comes. So, until then, enjoy the gang free roaming. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Six World Chronicles. Uh, your uh, game master, Justin Deal, coming back, and with me I have a returning cast member. Woo! Fun! That's, that's right, Andrew, playing Mr. Gray is back. And unfortunately that's it for returning cast members. Uh, the group has kind of suffered a bit of what we'd like to call life creep. It's, you know how it is, it's the kind of big thing that affects adult gaming groups. So we're trying to rebuild the group. This is actually why there's been a little bit of delay between this last uh, campaign and the current one. And with those changes comes new voices. How you doing, Ante? Doing good, and yourself? Doing great. Glad to be back. So, a couple of changes that I need to announce before we start the game tonight. Uh, first of all, we're now running 5th edition. Woo! That's right, kiddos. We're taking the plunge, heading straight into 5th edition. Regardless of your opinion of it, I like it enough that we're going to go do it. Justin, I'm scared. I know. It's okay. Ante, we'll hold you. Oh, okay. good. Because I, I was freaking out in the corner over there. Awesome. So, <laughs> a couple of other changes. Um, if you're a long-term listener, you know we've been trying to run the campaign in the kind of 2050 setting. And there's been a lot of growing pains trying to run 4th edition rules in 2050 first edition setting. It it doesn't really work because, well, let's face it, the Shadowrun official lore of the 2050s is based on a late 80s, early 90s view of the cyberpunk future. Which means a lot of things we have nowadays... It doesn't quite work in the sixth world, i.e., wireless taking pictures of your phone and you know sending them people. 
We're used to doing that. We like that. And not being able to do it in the shadow, eh, it was a little kind of weird. So we are officially retconning the setting for the campaign in terms of Six World Chronicles and 5th edition. Essentially, 2070 tech in the book exists in the 2050s. We're still going to try to keep the giant pink mohawk kind of flavor, the heavy chrome flavor. Oh, we got wireless and, you know, augmented reality objects. So, hope you guys don't mind the changes, but they're here to stay. Woo! Somebody <laughs> hold me. I'll hold you. Really okay. tight until you start bleeding. I don't want to start reading the grapple rules yet. They're, they're still not that great even in this edition. Cool. So... Alright, so going into our cast of characters. Uh, Andrew is once again playing Mr. Gray. The ever Happy Mr. Gray. Him. Of course. Still, uh, still a pacifist, although, uh, had to change that to a code of honor as opposed to just straight pacifism. Did we actually give him a code of honor? Because I don't have it on my sheet. Yeah, we did. We talked about that. You put it on your sheet. But I. Okay. Put it on your sheet. Fine, whatever. Do it, do it. Don't rush me! <laughs> so, and Ante, you're a new guy? Um, I am playing a mystic adept uh, elf named James Blackwell. Mm-hmm. James is an interesting character because, well, since we are running 5th edition, decided to bring a little bit of the 5th edition uh, new magic into the 2050s, and by that... We mean alchemy. So uh, we did one little test campaign uh, that you guys might be able to find on the website somewhere. It's not an official episode, but it's there if you want to find it. Where you can hear uh, James first run as a pure alchemist as opposed to a mystic adept. There had to be some changes based on what the outcome of that game had. But alchemy is interesting. It's going to have some fun effects going forward. And with that, we're going to go. So, it is mid-March 2050. Work's been okay for you guys. Not great, but not bad. You scored a decent job uh, last week, and you've got hot money in your pocket, ready to spend. And, well, hot money in a Shadowrunner's pocket is like a kid in a candy store. Gotta get rid of it. What do you guys want to do? We're gonna spin the wheel. Wait, we have a wheel to spin? I I have no knowledge of this wheel. It's like the wheel of morality. Oh, I don't know about this. (laughs) Um, well... First, I want to give my publisher a call to see if there's been any movement on my book. Ah, oh, you're going to make me look up those character names, aren't you? <laughs> you can yeah, make them up again. Darn it. No, 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 no. There's an audio recording of this. Oh, God. Seriously? Okay. Yeah. Fine. If you want me to do other stuff, I can do other stuff. No, 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 no. 
I'm finding the book. <laughs> well, that, and I also need to continue training if there are still uh, rules for training animals. I believe in the core book now there are rules for animal uh, animal training now as a skill. Did you pick it up? Uh, I believe I did. Uh, I have Let's animal see. handling too. Well, that should be it. Uh, let me see where we are in the book. Cause, damn it. <laughs> this is, these are those segments, people, that uh, you're going to get this one, a little bit of it. Because I'm going to leave it in to explain why you're going to get little clips in the rest of the episode. As I look up stuff to, uh, to cover. Okay, so the book doesn't exactly cover the animal handling in details. So we're going to kind of retcon a little bit. And look a little bit at the uh, the old Running Wild books to see exactly what we need to do. It shouldn't okay. be too hard to update it. Okay. So, SR4 Running Wild. Do you do? Do you remember how many uh, successes you had last time? Twelve. And do you remember how many you needed? Uh, Jesus. Uh, hold on. And what were we training? I was trying to turn her, turn Oya into, no, it wasn't Oya, whatever her name was, into a trained, hold on, uh, brother. Okay, so while you're looking that stuff up, Ente, what are you going to be doing? Um, I would like to purchase a chameleon suit. Um, okay. Let's take a look at that. So, who are you going to try to get that from? Hmm. That's a good question. What the fuck? <laughs> What's that? I might need to find somebody to be able to do that. You might. Not sure if I have anybody on my contacts who would... Be able to do that. Wait, what are you trying to do? He's trying to buy something. Okay. Well, what's on your list? Ah, uh, let's see. We got Lone Star Internal Affairs Officer, Talismonger. Mm-hmm. Probably can't buy that suit from him. Yeah, and a mobster. And then Eve. Ah, uh, of course. Because everybody in this campaign has Eve Donovan as a fixer. It's just good to be consistent. Well, you're new to Shadowrun, Ente, so you don't might know that the fixer's the person who kind of gets you the connections to anybody else. So, odds are, Eve probably is your best bet. Okay. So, what's Eve's connection rating for you? Four. Four, alrighty. So what I'm going to have you do is, I'm going to assume you just, because we're just going to quick handle this, is I'm just going to assume you gave a quick call to Eve to ask for her to get this item for you. What she's going to do right now is she's going to see if she can find it. Big money, big money, no whammy, no whammy. Stop! Let's see here. How good does Eve do? 
Not bad, not bad. Okay, that's one test. I'm gonna roll one more for her. Because she hasn't found the item yet. Okay. Because uh, you're, uh, you're a lovely piece of armor, your chameleon suit is ten. So, she's got seven successes so far. It's nine, I thought. No, it's ten R. Is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Armor rating is nine. Oh, okay. Ability so rating is ten. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. But, need not fear, with how many dice she's rolling, you probably have a good idea of getting this from her pretty fast. Okay, she's got total successes necessary, and her total glitches do not match up to a uh, glitch. So, yay! Okay. Alright, so she gives you a call back, Jonathan, and basically says, I can get you one. I found a nice chameleon suit. It's in mint condition. But uh, the buyer's not too willing to sell. So... He's going to want 50 on top. Now, Chameleon Suit's going to run you 1700 normally. Mm-hmm. So, the buyer wants another 50. And said, what's the ease loyalty rating for you? A 1. A 1? That's not too good for you. No. Nope. Uh, Evil do give you the transaction, but she wants a cut of 300 as well. Which puts total price at twenty eight fifty. Twenty eight fifty. Yeah. Well, that's better than going armorless. That's for sure. That it is. So, I'm gonna take it. All right, cool. Let's you see. get a nice chameleon suit delivered to your dolls. Alrighty, let me put that. Cool. Andrew, how you come along with those numbers? Uh, have them right here. One second. To get her... Oh, okay. To get her to a moderate... Uh, she is at 10 of 12. Okay. And what was the task you were trying to train her in? Magical Watchdog. I thought we passed that one. Uh, not according to this. Are you sure about that? I'm fairly certain you passed that test uh, because we came to the realization that once it passed, you would have the uh, bird kind of squawk every time that... uh. Right. I think we did that on the last campaign back in May, the one session we did after Dream Chipper. That also did not get published. Sorry, guys. Wait, why didn't it get published? Uh, because I was kind of holding off to see where we were going next. Aww. Now I'm sad. Hey, I'll put it up as another secret episode. Okay. The truly, the truly, uh, diligent will find it. Or, you know, people who know how to go to web page form things. Anyway. Um, okay. Well, basically what I want is, uh... Well trained hawk, so I don't have to be all. 
I okay. The Merlin Hawk has enough intelligence to, you know, mm-hmm. basically like a small child. But a little I, bit brighter than that, but yeah. But I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to talk to it like it's super stupid. That's where I want it want to be. If that makes any hmm. sense. Of course, of course. Um, let me take something. Take a look at Merlin Hawk real fast. So basically, you want to be able to understand your kind of simple commands. Yeah. Without you know going click 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 click. Yeah. Okay. What spells do you have? Say again. What spells do you have? I have. Da, 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 da. Mind probe, stun ball, stun bolts, control actions, mask, stealth, improved invisibility, physical barrier, deflection, and shatter. Hmm. Hmm. Let me check something. I have an idea for how you can uh, better handle talking to your hawk as a more kind of a bonded uh, entity as opposed to just a pet. What, you mean put a, uh, what you call it, spirit inside of her? That's a little bit more than what I mean. But, uh, let's see here. Oh, well, there you go. Why don't you learn to spell Mind Link? Uh, because I have 35 Karma. No, wait, 38 Karma. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to initiate soon. Okay, well. Let's see. Initiation is going to run you... Let's see. The cost of the is 10 plus the grade times 3 karma. It's only 13 karma. 10 plus the grade times 3. Times three. So the grade times 3 plus 10. Okay. Alright. Gotcha. So basically the first grade is only 13. So you can technically already initiate. What? Yeah. I believe what, why you were waiting so long before was because you were going to try to do the um, the ally spirit thing. Oh, right. And the problem with doing that, right, but the problem is with doing that in 5th edition is they don't have ally spirits set up yet. (sighs) Yeah. So we could wing it, or you could go for a tradition uh, initiation without trying to do that particular uh, challenge. Well, I really wanted to get a an ally spirit, and put it into my talk. Right. And I'm still sold with that idea, but... Um... You know what? I'll just... get the mind link spell. Was it? You sound so defeated, man. I I am defeated, because I'm sad. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's fine. Okay. Uh, So it's mind link, right? And that's ten karma per spell? Uh, are you gonna do it with the leftover karma you had a character creation? Um, because uh, those of you listening negative. at home, for those listening at home, uh, basically Andrew uh, remade Mister Gray for uh, fifth edition, 
Uh, I just gave him some bonus karma for being a uh, older character. Um, I forget how much uh, taking. God, what is it called? Uh, Code of Honor. I forget how much that costs, but um, that'll probably give me some points. Okay. Let's see here. Purchase qualities. Negative qualities. Code of Honor would have given you 15 karma. Jesus. And a spell costs 5 karma. Really? Yeah. So I could get more than just the one spell. Yes. Also, you can get rituals too, but do you know ritual magic? Uh, or did you just keep sorcery? I think you just did sorcery. I got... Hold on. God damn it. I got the sorcery skill group. Okay, then yeah, you should have a ritual spell casting. Uh, just keep in mind, much like alchemy is for Entei's character, uh, if I remember correctly, ritual spells are separate than uh, than sorcery spells. Hmm. Now, certain ones I know kind of stack in there, um, but not all of them do. Like, I think there's, like, if you have uh, certain spells you need to have as kind of the leader of the group, but then you can have combat spells be cast to that. Here it is, yeah, a uh, prodigal spell. Uh, this ritual lets you cast any combat spell at a distant target that is out of line of sight of your ritual team. A combat spell can be either direct or indirect. Uh, so yeah. So you might want to take a look at ritual spell casting uh, as a possibility. Ente, okay, you're, uh, I'll look at that in the future. You have a windstorm hitting oh. your uh, microphone. Sorry. <laughs> okay. You actually have to do that, uh, Andrew, to summon watchers, apparently. Ritual to summon watchers? Apparently. What? That makes sense, though. Uh, the ritual takes four minutes to perform, so it's like a really quick thing to summon a bunch of watchers. guess that makes sense. Yeah. See, I see here rituals that it makes minions, not watchers. Well, and conjuring yes, a, a watcher is a minion. Watchers are like spirits, but in actuality are entities born from the ritual's leaders' own mind rather than the metaplanes. They are creations of mana woven with the personalities of the ritual's uh, participants. What do you see in conjuration that it creates watchers? I don't see where watches are. In ritual spellcasting? If you look at the list of ritual spells, or rituals in there, uh, you can see Watcher on the bottom of page 298. I'm going to cut out some of this uh, since we're reading so heavily from the book. Okay, I see it here. Oh, Watcher's in Humunculi. That's what. I yes. was confusing them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh... Hmm. Okay. What's up? Then I guess I'll 
Oh, where's my fucking list? So, Mindlink, and then Watcher, put that R for Ritual. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, the difference between spells and rituals, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so, then do you want to initiate, or do you want to, like, go ahead and just learn some new magic? I want to go ahead and learn some new magic. Okay, so who are you going to reach out to? Um, I'm going to reach out to that wicked awesome elf mage Freya. Cool. I, I, I only have her as C1 L2, but... I could have sworn you rose that. I don't think you, uh, that, that one camp, again, going back to the hidden campaign mm-hmm. that episode that didn't happen, uh, didn't you raise that because you had a meeting with Freya? That's right. I probably just, like, lost everything that happened then. Because I'll have to give you the link to that. Yeah. So that way you can listen in and see what you did. If you want to do that. Anywho, I will contact Freya because she's more powerful than I am. Mm hmm. So I'm going to say she's available. I'm not going to make you roll for her. Okay. Uh, She kind of smiles as she appears on your vid uh, phone. Uh, Shango, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, and how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing whiz. The uh, the weather's been pretty nice, actually, nowadays. But uh, business is kind of dry, but, you know, rebuilding a rep takes time. Well, perhaps I can help you with uh, a little bit of business. Um, I'm looking for a specific uh, method to connect with other individuals on a mental level. Perhaps you can help me out. Oh, telepathy? Hmm. Sure. I think I might know the right spell. <sighs> Formula might be a little different to adapt to your tradition, but yeah, I think we could do it. Sure. Um, I've got a circle I keep uh, in one of the parks downtown. Uh, how's tomorrow night sound? That's perfectly acceptable. Thank you, Freya. Cool. I really appreciate it. No problem. I'll bring dinner. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. With that, she buzzes off. I'm going to marry that woman. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> All right. Okay, so you have things planned for uh, tomorrow night, uh, which would be Wednesday night, by the way. It's Tuesday right now. Okay. So, and weather is actually kind of nice. It's a hasn't rained that much, which is, you know, not bad for March in Seattle. It's surprising, actually. <laughs> I don't know. I looked at uh, participation at a uh, precipitation at uh, this time of year. It's mm-hmm. not that bad. Okay. So, unless the internet's lying to me. You guys have your plan. Well, Andrew has his plans figured out for tomorrow night. Uh, it's Tuesday now, and Seattle weather is not bad. And what are you guys going to do? You know, do you want to look for work? Do you want to try to find more contacts? Do you want to talk to your contacts? Or do you have more karma to spend? Um, I have, I think, some more karma to spend. Oh, yeah? Yes. Um, what you got? I'm looking to pick up Palming 2 to gain the uh, skill group. Uh, sure, I just had it. Uh, skill group... 
Wow. Okay, there we go. Um, the stealth skill group. Okay. At a rating of two. Okay, so... Essentially, you need to find somebody to teach you palming uh, to raise that up to stealth skill group levels. Uh, who do you have that could teach you that? Yeah, I'm going to have to find contacts first before I do this. Yeah, possibility. Okay. Well, the sixth world is full of a lot of interesting contacts out there. Uh, also keep in mind, you can always, you know, since you do have one connection to the shadows right now in your fellow player, he might also know some people. So keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I am going to then... Uh stop by and talk to my mobster contact Kyle um, okay. from previous session he had asked me to stop by when I got a free chance and he did cool alrighty so you heading to his place of business or his home mm, probably place of business cool alrighty so let me see. How much of that bio did you write up about Kyle? Do, 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 loading up downloads. Because if you haven't, then I'm going to start writing that up now. Start it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Odd for some reason. My uh For some reason Microsoft Word is not loading for me. It was the computer that was haunted. I knew it. And here I thought it was the washing machine. That much better, okay, so uh, let's see, okay. Kyle Lombardi. Uh, okay. So let's decide that uh, Kyle isn't too high in the top of the food chain. Uh, but he's not exactly a uh, normal soldier. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So Kyle's hanging out in uh, a bar in the western part of uh, Redmond. It's not too bad of a place. It's midday. The place is kind of quiet. He's pretty much got the date place to himself. As you come in, it's, you know, there's maybe one or two tr- uh, trids on. Uh, there's a guy sitting in the corner. Uh, looks like he's drinking a beer, but you're not really sure. Uh, that won't even make you roll a perception check. You can tell the guy's checking you out. Uh, but once he recognizes you, he kind of relaxes a little. Okay. Uh, Kyle is sitting in a booth nearby him, uh, kind of gesturing in the air, uh, definitely kind of talking to uh, virtual objects. Uh, the bar- bartender looks at you expectantly. She's a big gal. She's an orc, maybe six, 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 eight. 
muscles bigger than yours, which is saying something, considering you're a uh, bulk. Mm-hmm. Um, alrighty. I'm going to walk up and speak to her, then. Well, can I get you this lovely morning? I'm here to see a Mr. Kyle. Don't talk to me, he's right over there. She said, kind of tilting her head towards the booth. Um, thank you, miss. And I'm going to walk over towards Kyle's booth. Okay, as you're walking, she kind of sneers at you a little bit. And as you're walking away, you kind of hear her say, Miss. So, uh, second Kyle sees, he kind of waves you down. Uh, You hear him chatting at something, but he's apparently not talking out loud. Uh, You already know Kyle has a sub-vocal microphone, so he's talking on the comms, but you can't hear a peep. Mm-hmm. So, you wait for a good minute or two before Kyle seems to get into an angrier and angrier look to finally just lets out something that you even hear him yell slightly, even through the silence of a subvocal, until finally he uh, seems to end the call and clicks off his wares. He sighs and looks at you. <sighs> What can I do for you, my friend? Just checking in, seeing where we're at. You told me to stop by earlier on last week. I did, I did. So, you take care of that little problem last week that uh had our dear Yak friend uh, bo- bothering me about? Yes, uh, got out pretty smooth. And those are always the best jobs. So, how are you liking Seattle? It's good. Good, treating me well. Hmm, anybody giving you shit about the mask yet? Eh, some weird stares, but nothing out of the ordinary. Hmm. It should be mentioned to the listeners that, uh, Ente's character, James Blackwell, uh, actually wears a kind of intricate mask all the time. So, just so they know. Yep. He's got no secrets to hide. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Alright, well, I've been meaning to talk to you a bit. Um, the guys up above have been asking me to kind of start getting some people together, get a potential job coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, need a certain skill sets, and while I know you're not the normal kind of spell slinger all the time, definitely need some kind of your a little bit of a B&E skills. So, I want you to keep, oh, second week of April free. Think you can? I think I can manage. Good, good. Uh, can't give you details on what yet, but trust me, it's a big job. I think you'll like it. I'll be expecting your call. Awesome, awesome. So, how's the family? You got any out here? Uh, none really. Okay. Kind of escaped here to get away from them. (laughs) Tell me about it. So he actually just kind of, you know, chatters with you a bit, you know, trying to get to know you a little bit better, trying to socialize with you, trying to see exactly how you fit in in terms of the hierarchy locally, uh, and just trying to get a general overall feel for you. So with that, I need you to go ahead and make me an etiquette check. Let's see. 
four and charisma. I really need yes. to write those down. Yeah, you do. Nine. Three successes. Three successes? Cool. Alright, so basically you come off as well. Uh, despite, you, you know, the whole mass thing and all that, you know, you kind of impress him a little bit. Go ahead and raise his loyalty up to one for you. Or by one to you. Loyalty. As he feels he knows you slightly better. And you know him a little bit better. Now, is there anything else you want to ask him about? Uh, Not really. Oh, you sure? Because... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a mobster might know somebody who's good at uh, pickpocketing. I guess then I'll ask. Okay. Alrighty. Hey, before I go, do you happen to know anybody who might be well-versed in the uh, art of palming? No, you need a pickpocket to train, uh, learn you something, huh? Yeah, comes in use every once in a while. Hmm. I got a kid who could teach you. Um. Tell you what. I'll get him to come talk to you at your place. Eh, consider it a uh, introductory to the job in April. Much appreciate that. Sounds good. All right. I'm to uh, get in touch with you in a few days. Alrighty, I'll see you then. Alright, so you two kinda head off. Uh Andrew. It's still Tuesday, what do you guys what do you want to do? Uh I will This is something that Okay, here's what I want to do. Would it be possible to uh, I don't think I have any contacts that will enable me to do this. But Okay, never mind. I'll just do that later. Um, okay. I will contact. Remind me again who Doran Hilly is. Doran Hilly was the lieutenant of a Shalish uh, Shahild. Sorry, Shalish Shahil, uh, border patrol officer. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. You earned him after the Total Eclipse campaign went down pretty good. And Mr. Black lost him as a contact when he tried to buy guns through him. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, I know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. This is this is going to like be super bad in terms of hubris, but you know. Okay. Shango. Shango's got some plans. Um. I am going to reach out to, um, God, what were they called? The elementals. The, uh, okay. the, he's gonna, he's gonna try to call, uh, the shaman. The Merry Indian. I don't know if he actually was a shaman. Was he? There was someone, no, called, it was uh... someone to spirit. Yes, somebody did summon a spirit. That wasn't him, though. That wasn't him, though. Ah, 
Damn. Uh, if I remember correctly, um, didn't uh, oh, didn't so Tabitha ago. shoot the the shaman? While the shaman was trying to heal the, uh, I think it was Coyote? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Fuck. Alright. Um. Oh, here's what I want to do. I want to hire a, I guess, a, not a Decker. Yeah, a Decker. Um. To. Try to. Find information about the uh, the area in which the, the big spider was uh, trying to be summoned. Oh, so you basically just want to pay someone to data mind? Yeah. Okay. Who are you going to contact to to find this out for you? I'm going to contact my info broker. Maybe he knows someone I can get in contact with. Okay. I'm sure he wants his finder's fee. Oh, of course he does. So, let's see here. I'm going to say he is available. Okay. And then I'm going to find the contact section so I can remember how to uh, figure out what his finder's fee is. Because <laughs> I want to be a little bit more fair with this. Yeah. Having the actual hard numbers. Yeah, but this is kind of out of the blue. Right, right. All right, what's his connection rating? Connection rating 5, loyalty 2. Loyalty 2, okay. All right, so... What I'm going to consider this is... uh, He's going to do the legwork for you. Uh... And this is kind of rare data, so it's going to cost more. Okay. Okay. Uh, what do we say the name of your info broker was? Oh, God. I forgot to write it down. Uh, we had oh, it last no, session. it was uh, Boris something. Boris. Good enough, Boris. Okay. So Boris basically says, I will... I can pull this data for you, but, uh... I'm going to have to have a guy working on it for a while, because that is kind of obscure shit you want to know. Sure. Um, how does three large sound? Would it be possible to go to 2,800? I don't know. We'll go ahead and roll negotiation, Andrew. <laughs> what a fucking deal here. Uh, Alright, negotiation is... Where is it? Influence? Mm, used to be. Let me check if it is still is. Under the influence skill group. I believe it still would be. Let me double check. Yes. Alright, so 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7... Uh, two successes. Two successes? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. You're rolling negotiation plus charisma. I'm rolling negotiation plus charisma. So, this guy is an info broker. So, he's got really good negotiation. However, 
he's not exactly the most sociable person. So his charisma ain't that high. He's got good skills, but he's not naturally a charming person. However, he has four successes on you. Okay. So he's not budging, and he will be upset if you try to negotiate lower. All right, that's fine. I mean, I'm sure he expects me to negotiate in the first place, but then if I try anymore, he's like, you know what? You're a jerk face. All right. Uh, okay. Three large it is. God damn it. Okay, just writing myself down a little note for things I gotta find for you in the future. <laughs> Anything else you wanna know? Uh, I also would like to know if, um, if there is any Wakiambi presence other than me in Seattle. Hmm, I don't really keep tabs on social people. Well, I can find it, but it's going to cost you a lot extra. It's not my specialty at all. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. You want me to look? Actually, no, I can take care of it. I thought perhaps you had a person, but it's fine. No, not exactly something I deal in. I think you um, which I think you kind of selected that he had three things that he knew like politics, government, mm-hmm. corporate, and oh god, what was it? GBT, corporate, um. I think. All right, where the fuck is the listing of thingies? We didn't actually have an official listing of things. We just kind of picked them based on what you would know. Yeah, it was government. It was very venture. Uh, government, the bureaucracy, corporate. corporate. Oh, political clubs and political. Right, and he's just searching government records for that. Uh, that site data. Yeah. So. All right. That's fine. Um. Yeah, if you want him searching government records for, uh, you know, statistics of Wakayambi in Seattle, you can. Uh, but again, these are government records, which means it's going to cover sinners, which... Yeah, it wouldn't be very reliable. No. Okay. Um, then... So, inform me of... I guess, kind of the political culture of this world. Um, so, okay. Shango would have come from a country in Africa where his uh, tribe was ultimately, you know, slaughtered. Um, right. So, would there still be an embassy for that country? In Seattle? Uh, or Doubtful. S- okay. Doubtful. Um, in a... Because you remember... Seattle was kind of more of a what's one looking for? Seattle's kind of more of like a border town kind of thing. Okay. And it doesn't have as many embassies as it might have at one point. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So 
way back when it it might have been a little bit you know better about things, but nowadays, eh, no, uh, highly unlikely. Okay. Uh, then I would probably have to like reach out outside of Seattle in order to to kind of get that information. Yeah. I mean, you might be able to find like certain uh, you know, certain individuals here and there, but uh, sources point to low chances. Okay, that's fine. Um, I mean, it's a long shot, so. Yeah. Uh. Would I be able to – I don't think L actually shared that information with me. What's that? Try to contact the um, the ancients. I don't believe she ever did. All right. However, uh, in terms of you trying to reach out to the ancients, if you have any gang contacts, that gives you a better chance of it. Yeah, I have, like, no gang contacts whatsoever. That's why I was seeing if uh, L may have – pass that information and then L's off on her walkabout or whatever and unreasonable yeah. okay then if that is the case I d- kind of don't want to go back to that bar where I stunballed everyone <laughs> um well you were invisible then that one dude saw but, me now well if he saw your blur I don't think you just well I don't know it depends because remember the said bar was run by one of the elementals. So, but it's not the elemental that you guys killed his people. So, I don't know. <laughs> what do you What do you want? I mean, all right, I'll I'm gonna drive over there. <laughs> all right, let me load load that book back up so I can remember what the information was for it. Sorry, Justin. No, 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 it's you, okay. You, you said you wanted to go open world, and this, these are I things did. you would I did. <laughs> no, would no, no, no. You're right, you're right. This is my fault. I should have kept you guys in a box. <laughs> no, that's, I mean... <laughs> I, I, I'm teasing, I probably, I'm teasing. No, but the thing is, I probably should have given you some heads up on where I was thinking. No, this is a... And, heck, I'm going to leave this part in. This is just me kind of, you know, catching up to what we all need. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know... Doing a little bit better with keeping the open world stuff. So, all right, I got the Total Eclipse book open. <laughs> Let's see here. So, all right. So you drive out to the Barrens. Um, it's only been a few months, so it's not too hard finding the uh, the place. Okay. Uh, you find the arcade pretty easily. The big fancy neo, uh, sorry, neon glittered worlds, wildfires, fantasy arcade, lighting up the inv- uh the street as night kind of starts rolling in. Mm-hmm. Uh, oddly enough, the place looks a little bit better than the last time you remember seeing it. It's looks a little washed. It looks a little cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still plenty of gang bikes in front. Although, they're kind of different numbers than you remember seeing before. In fact, you know, you remember seeing people like the uh, Crimson Crush and people like that before, but, well, maybe not many of them survived uh, February. Yikes. Yeah. So, 
Uh, looks like a bunch of other gangers are here, including some bikes. I'm sorry, some vehicles that look more like the type of vehicles uh, somebody might have stolen from somebody's mom rather than uh, <laughs> what a go ganger would uh, ride. Okay. Maybe some of the the other local gangers have a uh, started coming here. Mm-hmm. But the place is packed. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I will. Hmm. I guess I'll head in. I mean, I came here to find mm-hmm. someone. Yes, you did. Okay, so, uh, yeah, like I said, the place is actually superly packed. Uh, you have all kinds of, you know, the normal games running over there. Mage Fire, Dragon Wars, Corp Wars, Nuked Prepubescent Samurai Dragons, all the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the place is full of kids, as far as you're concerned. Bunch of punks, uh, mostly teenagers of every meta type uh, you know, just sit around playing, gaming, doing whatever. Uh, they mostly kind of stand in their own cliques. You know, a couple people in one tie-dyed color over here. Another group of people with the same colored, like, electric shock blue mohawk over there. While this may be neutral ground, tensions is still decently in the air. Okay. Uh, a lot of the machines, though, do look a little refurbished, uh, a little bit well handled. Uh, you do see Thud and Blunder still walking around the floor, the two giant trolls you dropped so quickly last time. Mm-hmm. And standing in the back, uh, wearing a relatively, well, okay, it's not new per se in terms of the clothing item itself, but it's one you haven't seen on him before. Uh, You see Wildfire in the back wearing what looks like a rather vintage-looking leather jacket, uh, pretty much grinning ear from ear as he looks over the uh, arcade. What's he grinning for? I don't know. He doesn't seem to have noticed you yet. Okay. I'm fairly glad that he hasn't. Um, I'm going to head over to the bar. Like, the actual bar to try to catch the attention of the tender. Um, there is no bar. What? Okay. All Fantasy, Fantasy Arcade is just that. It's just it's an, an arcade. arcade. Okay. Yeah. Then it's I... A place- to gather, but it's not a place to drink. Uh, there are a few people with open bottles, but, you know, they're more coming out of a cooler they probably brought themselves, rather than a Wildfire serving them anything. Bastard. Alright. Yeah. Then I'm going to head over to Wildfire. Awesome. Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. I'm just checking to see if he notices you before uh, you get to him. Uh, and he does. Uh, so you're kind of hard to miss. Yep. As his six successes definitely does uh, underline. <laughs> so, as you approach, his grin turns into a kind of brief look of surprise, awe, anger, and then mighty big frown. What do you want, he says. In an instant as he says that, uh, you notice uh, to the right of you, the his engineer you saw the first time, the dwarf, mm-hmm. is drops what he's doing and turns to see you. 
uh, from the tone Wildfire gives out. Okay. Uh, smartness, not my strong suit. Okay. Um, where is it? Would it be acting or influence to try to change the, uh... Oh, that depends. Acting is you're trying to be what you're not. Influence would be more trying to use your social skills to fix things. Alright, then I will try to influence uh, this guy as I'm speaking, basically to show that I'm not there out of any any, any animosity. Okay. Uh, minus four dice. Minus four. Because he is already hostile towards you. Sure. Okay. So give me a second while I convert his stats to a oh God. fifth edition real fast. Sure. I'm just going to wing it and I'll give him something hard later. So do that. And how's the social? He's not too great social. So. Okay. All right. So say what you're going to say and I'll give you bonuses based on it. All right. God, this is this is going to be this bad. This is going to suck. Wildfire. Um, Mr. Gray. I hope these knights have been finding you well. We've been doing uh, pretty good the last two months since you kidnapped us. It looks like your business is booming, which I'm glad for. Though I know that that cannot replace your lost friend. Coyote's the one who lost friends, not me. Still. What do you want, Shango? What do you want, Gray? He doesn't know your name, Shango. I've come here to talk a bit of business. Isn't that always what it is? It's always business. Say your piece. Rarely personal. I want to get in contact with an agent. Someone who can give me a bit more information about them. Alright, go ahead and roll your your dice. My three dice. You can add one dice to it. So only minus three as opposed to minus four. My four dice. One success. One success? He kind of huffs at you with his three successes. Why should I do any favors for you? You know, I don't get you shadow types. I don't understand you. You know, it's just business to you. Business. Look around you. You see all these people? All these kids, gangers? You know what these people have? They have a code, they have a belief, they have a they have a tradition, things that they do. They don't do things because of business, they do it because it's their way of life. You people, your business costs people their lives, changes people's lives. The reason why I'm doing this business, in particular tonight, coming to speak with you, is I'm here to try to rebuild my family. I'm not here to kill anyone. I'm not here to kidnap anyone. I'm here to rebuild my family 
which other people like me stole from me. So, uh, I'm fine with you not wanting to help me out of the kindness of your heart, but I'm willing to pay you for this information. He kind of breathes deeply and looks away from you, kind of biting the inside of his lips, just like he's searching for words. His uh, dwarf buddy kind of pipes up and says, Don't do him no fucking favors, man. Slag him. Uh, Then a minute later, you hear a voice, sorry, a moment later, you hear a voice behind you saying, Well, he didn't slag us when he had the chance. Kind of briefly look over your shoulder, and behind you are the pair of trolls. Uh, Normally, I would say to most characters towering over you, but actually (laughs) kind of more at eye level to you. With that modifier kind of nods. You didn't. You didn't kill any of these guys when you had the chance, did you? I don't kill. I have a feeling it wasn't you who killed Coyote's buddies too, was it? It was an associate of mine for that piece of business, yes. Had I had my way, no one would have died. Okay, go ahead and roll again. This time, no minus dice. Yay! Jesus Christ! Huh? Five successes. Nice. Because he had four. <laughs> so. He kind of sighs. Fine. People make mistakes. And I know your rep. I know who and what you've done. <sighs> Alright. Those guys, back right corner, playing the old D&D module. They can get you to talk to some ancients. Thank you, Wildfire. Next time I have any business that might intersect with you, I'll be sure to give you a heads up. I appreciate that, Gray. Just know... What you did was wrong. Taking us. Killing Coyote's brethren. You did save us, though. You didn't let us get fucked over for your mistake. We're not even. We're not as bad as we could be. I'm not asking to be made even. But perhaps in the future, you can come to some sort of accord. Alright. And with that, he kind of, without so much as saying anything, just dismisses you at that point. Alright, I'm out. Cool. <laughs> I don't want to catch a, a dwarf shotgun to the back. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, while you're heading over there, Entei, what do you want to do tonight? Or are you doing anything this evening? Um, 
I mean, if anything, would be getting maybe going out and learning the lay of the land, maybe, if anything. Okay. Just nothing big, nothing, you know, too... So you want to kind of learn more about downtown and or... You want to learn anything about a particular neighborhood, basically? Kind of get a feel, you know, where things are, you know, shops, different things. Okay. Um, are you going to want to spend karma to get a knowledge skill on this? Hmm. I'm already going to be spending six to bump up the... Uh, You know what, I'm gonna actually just stay in for the night. No no no. Mm. You get you'll get karma for tonight. Hmm? So you'll get karma for, for this adventure, so go ahead. Alright. Go some exploring. Okay duck. So uh what I'm gonna have you do. And I'm gonna have you have you pick a neighborhood uh within Seattle that you wanna learn more about to get the knowledge skill kind of um Knowledge of uh, Seattle navigation or whatever. Okay. So which uh, which area of Seattle do you want to learn more about? Downtown, Redmond, Tacoma. Well, I'm in Redmond right now. Okay. Relatively, so I guess I'll explore around there. Cool. Then go ahead and roll me a. Well, I don't know. Mm, I don't feel like looking it up. So give me a intuition plus. Logic check. Nothing. One, two. Okay, yeah, two. Two? Yeah. Alright, well, that's your first two successes on uh, learning that knowledge skill. Uh, which might actually be enough to get the first level. I'm trying to <laughs> real fast find that section in the book. So let's see here. Uh, spending karma. So. Uh, knowledge skill. It's one for the for skill one, or for level one, three for level two, and six for level three. Karma wise. It's on page one oh seven. Let's see, one oh seven. Oh, here we go. Training time rate table. Uh improving a skill takes new rating times one day. So yeah. Yeah, actually uh you spend the day doing it. If you want to spend the karma, you learn the new knowledge skill. Alrighty, so So it's so it'd be skill rating one and so one karma. I can spare yep. that. So that is skills, knowledge skills, and what are we calling this? Uh, area knowledge, Redmond. This is just like if you need to find something in Redmond, mm -hmm. uh, you have a higher chance of doing it because you have the knowledge skill. Cool. So, Andrew. Yup. So, you're heading over in Wildfire's Arcade. To a group of elves, uh, decked out in, like, deep greens and blacks. Uh, a lot of them have a kind of overly stylized A in a circle drawn on them, 
mm-hmm. are etched into their uh, leather and synth leather gear. Um, most of them are definitely kids. Like some are really young teenagers. Some one or two might be fifteen or sixteen. Uh, most of them are kind of cluster around though. This one guy who is probably the only one who's actually like twenty. And if he's twenty, that's a maybe. <laughs> uh, but he's bigger than the rest of them. He's the only one wearing an actual leather jacket as opposed to a fake one. He's also the only one you can see uh, carrying an obvious piece. And he is currently in the middle of playing a rousing arcade game, uh, hitting the buttons rapidly as his group of people cheer him on. Hmm. Okay. You hear uh, one of them kind of yell out, you know, uh, get to it, uh, Edge, go, go. Kind of be seems the name they're shouting over and over again is the word edge. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what are you gonna do? I let's see. Hello. I'm here. I just mute myself. Okay. All right. Um, I am going to. Okay, I'm going to call out to Edge. Uh, Edge, do you have a moment? Soft, man, I'm in the middle of the game. How long will it take you to finish? Don't fuck with my juice, he says. Hmm. Well, I'm pretty sure 500 credits can help ease the pain of your losing your juice. All right. I'm making him roll fast to see if he can maintain his pain. <laughs> I'll re-roll that one, because it wasn't supposed to come out of my hand yet. You probably should be happy with that, because it was a six. Oh, well, shit. Yeah, he's good. He is, uh, he is not faced. Uh, he's got five sixes and a five. Dude, I am in the middle of a fucking game. Give me just a few minutes. And one of the, uh, elves with him kind of turns. Yeah, slot off, man, you fucking troll. Turns back to the game and then turns back around to look at you and just looks kind of dumbfounded for a moment. The fuck are you? I'm looking for more of my people. Perhaps you all can help. Mike, look at this fucker. I can't tell if he's, like, an anemic fucking troll or an elf who ate a troll. Edge kind of turns, glances over. He's fucking Wakayambi, guys. Shut the fuck up. Goes back to his game. Mm -hmm. Alright. Give me one sec, man. 
Mike, stop fucking staring. He says without even looking at his friend or gang member. Is he actually staring? Yeah, Mike is fucking staring at you. I will stare back. He just, uh, when Edge says that, though, he kind of turns away. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you, you wait for him to finish the game? Yeah, I mean. All right, so Edge continues to play for a good five or ten more minutes. Uh, the tempo of the game, obviously building, building, building. You almost even feel a little excited, too, as you're watching the action play uh, in front of him in the 3D uh, screen coming off the Tridio game. Uh, eventually, though, he fails to complete the game in a ca- huge cacophony of explosions, lasers, and other such stuff. Uh, where you would expect him to be frustrated about losing, he just kind of uh, stands back a second, crosses his eyes, and then kind of nods. One of his buddy uh, guys goes, Jesus Christ, Edge. You just beat your fucking high score by freaking two and a half mil. Yeah, it did. <sighs> All right. What was that about 500 million? He said as he finally turns to you. I'm looking for more walking out, babe. And many of your kind ever around here. I haven't seen one of you since... Four or five years ago, smuggler guy, uh, didn't speak any English, but, you know, spoke pretty enough of this, uh, the, you know, tear speak. Any idea where I can find him? (sighs) You'd better have luck talking to some of the smugglers or maybe some, uh, bosses in the group might know, but... I don't think he's been around here for quite some time. Kind of a fluke he flew through the area. Hmm. But, you know, a lot of you elf uh, variants show up down the tier a lot. You know, some of those nightlife guys, some of those Japanese guys. That was the last where I heard that guy was headed off to. Didn't even catch his name, but... That was his route, smuggling down south. All right. Well, thank you for the information, though. Take a look. No prob, no prob. He kind of wet wags his finger. I will give him 500 uh, credits, as I promised. <laughs> All right. Kind of nods. Thanks, you just paid for the next round. Taps his credit stick with the updated balance on the machine and goes back to playing. Bastard. Good luck. <laughs> I don't need luck. Oh, well. He says cheesily enough. <laughs> so, cool. Alright. Awesome. Now I've got some, uh... I guess a point of, uh... Starting my search. Mm-hmm. So he said, like, nightlife, is there a specific place? No, I think he was referring to uh, night ones. Oh. Those uh, those fuzzy uh, elf meta variants. Yeah. So. But he was kind of saying that, he was saying basically that, you know, you probably have luck finding different types of elves like your type, you know, in one of the elven homelands rather yeah. than here in Seattle. Yeah. All right. Well, 
I could still check. Of course, of course. Which is probably what I'm going to go do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll probably take me another day, so. Mm-hmm. Could switch over so. to Inte. Cool. <laughs> uh, I was actually, unless you guys had anything else you particularly wanted to do this Tuesday, I was going to switch it over to Wednesday. Okay. Unless you had something planned, Inte? Uh, no, because I would be taking up the whole day walking around Redmond. Cool. Okay. So you pretty much have much of a problem learning a bit about Redmond, kind of some of the ins and outs. Uh, you don't go all over because, let's face it, that's a death sentence. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't go tromping between Glow City or any place like that. But you learn where some of the junkyards are. You learn where some of the, uh, you know, hidden stashes are here and there. So it helps. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I remember correctly, you have the quality uh, home ground? Yes, on the lamb. And that was originally for downtown Seattle, right? That you had the ability to find safe houses anywhere? I think so. Okay. I'm going to say you're allowed to extend that to Redmond now. Okay. Since you have the knowledge skill. So. Uh, okay. So is there anything particular you guys want to do Wednesday, or do we want to fast forward to Andrew's thing at night? Um, I'll probably, uh, do a very bad Googling where I can find, I guess, the night ones in Seattle. Okay, uh, go ahead and give me a data search check. So what's that? Intel or Logic? I believe that is Logic by default, but I will check for you. So let's see, technical skills... Actually, I think they kind of rolled that into a computer this time. Uh, I will be honest with the listeners; I have not read the Matrix chapter yet. I know, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm falling behind by doing that. Uh, but so we're just going to go and safe and say computer uh, is what they have right now, which is logic based. Okay. <sighs> nope, no successes. On no my successes. <laughs> Yeah, you have no idea where uh where they might be. You find some movies called The Night Ones from way back when, but as far as finding any information about the actual Night Ones meta variant, mm-hmm. mm, having the foggiest. Bastards. Indeed, indeed. So. <sighs> All right. Just spending the day looking around. Which leads us to nighttime then. So, um, you're heading straight to uh, Freya's uh, park thing. Yep. Okay, heading there solo. Uh, yeah. Okay, just asking. Cool. Uh, this first episode is going to basically be an Andrew heavy episode, I guess. Well, I mean, unless. There's a reason for NT to come. I, I wouldn't have thought of it. It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. I've got my thing in April, like second week in April. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, this happens sometimes. You get a kind of people-focused episode. Okay, so. 
Uh, Andrew, you spend most of the day kind of doing data searches. You just don't find shit. You just, you're just not quite used to this computer thing yet. It's not part of your world. Fucking computers. Fucking computers. That's right. So, that said, um, so what do you bring with you? Uh, I guess I will. She says she wants to like do a meal in the park. Yeah, Is that what's happening? Okay. Uh, I'm going to stop by the coffee shop that uh, me and John stopped at before that had the beans from my home country. Mm-hmm. And I will get like a large thermos of home coffee. Cool. What's your lifestyle? Uh, Jesus. I thought it was medium. That's fine then. No charge. Just part of your lifestyle price. Okay. If it was like something low, you know, you wouldn't be able to get, you know, nice yeah. benefits like good coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you find some beans, you get a nice thermos, nice French press, and you bring it down there with you? Yep. Cool. All right. Uh, Freya is already there. Uh, she has kind of converted a small section of, it's might have been one time or another a public park, uh, but with Redmond kind of, you know, not really having much of a city government anymore, mm-hmm. and kind of being run down shithole, uh, the park has gone to shit. Uh, there's fencing up all over the place, makeshift shacks, uh, gang signs here and there. Mm-hmm. But they seem to kind of vanish around this one corner of the park. Uh, as you approach, you just naturally feel the ward around you as you step into it. Okay. Uh, immediately, this place goes from urban, you know, war zone survival uh, area mm-hmm. to almost a sense of warmth and welcome to you, which is just very strange. It's you don't think you've ever felt a place like this in Seattle yet. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you step past some uh, broken fencing. Here and there, and you find Freya in the middle of a large, uh, kind of archaic circle. Uh, it's all drawn in like freshly poured sand, still uh, slightly glittering in the candlelight that fills the room. Uh, raw energy seems to fill the space. There's a slight bead of sweat over her, as if, well, you can kind of tell she's definitely been casting something. Uh, as you come in, she kind of smiles and kind of waves you over, uh, her hand slightly drooping. Ah, <sighs> Gray. Come on, come over. All right. I'll head over. <clears throat> so. Ah, sorry, I, uh, you caught me on the tail end of ascending. Oh? Ah, uh, just a side job. You gotta keep the money going. Nothing too big, nothing dangerous. But I had to keep the ward up a little bit tight, so uh, you threw me off a little bit when you came in. Sorry about that. No, so what you got there? Coffee. From, I don't even know what the country for Wakiambi is. Uh, uh, from, from Zulu tribe, yeah. so yeah. I 
I'm just going to say from Zulu. Because I don't think... Is it? Some of... Like, North Africa is defined. I don't think... Hold on. Hold on. Um, Well, actually, uh, all of uh, the world is defined. Because I got this book in my hands. It's one of the few physical books I own. It's the Almanac. You got the Almanac? Yeah, uh, my wife bought it for me for, uh, for my birthday last year, actually. Aww. Yeah, yeah. That's super kawaii, Des. I don't like you anymore. Kind of creepy. It does look creepy. So, let's see. So, I am, I will completely admit to being completely ignorant to where, what part of Africa uh, Zulu tribe nations would have been a part of. It would have been south, uh, sub-Saharan. Okay, so you're either looking at Congo tribal lands, uh, Angola, or Azani. Uh, there's a couple other smaller city, uh, countries there. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are your primary big ones. There's also the Kingdom of Nigeria as well. Angola or uh, Anzani is a lot of South Africa. Mm-hmm. And kind of nations around there. So basically, it's most of the southern tip. And where's Angola? Angola is northwest of that. Uh, taking up a lot of the midlands up until the continent starts shifting left. It's probably going to be Angola then. Angola it is. Uh, I would pick yourself up a copy of the Almanac and take a look to see what uh, what it says about Angola. Okay. Uh, I will do that, but for now I'm gonna say, and golden coffee from home. Okay. So you know what you're gonna make me do right now, which I'm gonna cop, uh, rip out of the episode. What? Is uh, I'm gonna look up Angola coffee. <laughs> okay. Are you going to Google it? I'm Googling it. I don't know uh, anything about it. It's not very good descriptions. Somebody obviously failed the role. Oh, uh, Angola. <laughs> I think you want to know about the coffee of Angola. Angola is one of the world, fourth, world's fourth largest coffee producers. In 1975 and 1976, the country was producing one million bags of coffee annually. 30 years of civil war such an extreme damage to the country's people and economy, however. More than 4 million people displaced have been attempted to return to blah, blah. The coffee and gold is renowned for its exceptional robusta coffee, which provide a pleasant, rather neutral taste in the brewed cup. This coffee, uh, virality, virality, had long been popular in Portugal and Spain and southern Europe. The feigned coffee has become less consistent in recent years due to the lack of stability in Angola and the various pr- problems affecting the Angola oh. coffee farms. Current complaints about the quality and perfection include distinctly odd old taste, as well as insufficient moisture oh. content and yellowish color of the coffee bean. Okay, so there you go. For the game, we now know Angola coffee has a nice neutral flavor to it. Not too strong, not too soft. Okay. The internet <laughs> solves everything. So, you're, where were we? Oh, the internet. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Um. All right. Uh, that is the coffee. 
that I will provide with the awesomeness. Nice. I might just leave that segment in. Okay. Because I'm gonna give a link to that uh to that website I get the hand the coffee uh description from. Nice. Expressioncoffeeguide.com. Okay, so uh so she's kind of looks kind of excited as she looks uh sees you uh bring out the coffee beans in the French press. She's like, Oh perfect. I've got a tap right near here, I can get some water and yeah that that's perfect. Um Wonderful. Let me get a small Bunsen burner going, and uh, we can start dinner. And we can start talking uh, sorcery. Sure. She kind of smiles as she gets up, uh, goes off and finds, well, she goes to through what looks like a pile of old appliances and kind of pre-matrix kind of tech. Mm-hmm. And pulls out two Bunsen burners, like the type you would expect to find in a high school chemistry lab. Nice. Uh, she's in. Oh yeah. Then she grabs a uh, small pail. It's clean looking. Fills it with some tap water nearby, and comes brings it all back. Uh, she kind of indicates to sit on some pillows near her circle uh, that she has kind of laid out. Kind of large, oversized, kind of you know what you'd expect to find in a tent in the middle of the desert kind of pillows. Okay. So, what you got in mind? Uh, I have been training uh, my Merlin Hawk for some time, uh, and I feel that while the training has been going reasonably well, uh, a more direct connection uh, to get the sort of information it might be able to gather would be best. And, you know, for any other runs, uh, a telepathic link might be best. Really? I've heard Merlin Hawks are really intelligent creatures, but... Wow, that's... I've never thought about doing that with them. Well, telepathy isn't that hard. It's actually a fairly simple spell once you kind of know the basic mechanics of it. Um... Free your mind, let me show you. And she kind of starts focusing on you. And you kind of automatically can feel the mana around her rising. Okay. As she does a quick mind blitz spell. And she just needed one success, which is enough. And oh, wow, that was really close to being a glitch. <laughs> oh god. She knocks herself out. And she's going to take four, uh, automatic successes on the drain. Okay. So, uh, a brief second later, you kind of feel a tugging in your head. Uh, kind of echo of her voice, kind of like this. This is how it feels. She says as her voice is kind of, is like a whisper echoing back and forth in your brain. Okay. Now, think. Don't speak to me. Just think to me, she says, in her head, in your head. I will think. Um, I will direct a like this at her. Okay. So, at this point, 
gonna have you make your uh where is it? Uh go ahead and roll me a spellcasting plus intuition test. Uh intuition spellcasting. Sorcery? Yep, just checking. Uh, four successes. Four successes? Yep. Okay. And the lodge you're in is definitely high enough. Uh, okay. So that is going to take you three days to learn. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, that said, uh, oh, wait, oh, uh, I may need to remake the test. Ah, oh, Jesus. Uh, two reasons. One, I forgot to do her instruction test. Oh. Two, she's a different tradition than you, which means minus four penalty on the test. Oh, Jesus. So you're going to want me to do that instruction test first? Okay. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll be bad for you if she doesn't. Yeah. Luckily, she does have a bit of instruction. I gave her some. So, the way it works is, if I remember correctly, I'm going to quick glance over at 144 to see the instruction rules, but I believe every hit she gets gives you a hit. Uh, let's see. Just, she definitely has that skill rating. Uh, every hit reduces the time for the student to prove their skill by a day. So, essentially what this test, Andrew, does is just determines how many days it takes. Okay. So... One, two, three. Successes. Uh, let's see. That doesn't actually say that. Okay. So, um, let's see. Okay, so she got three successes. So go ahead and add three dice to your uh, test, then take away four. So you only have a minus one penalty because of the learning test uh, differences. So minus, okay. So minus one. Yeah. Sorry right. about having to make you redo this. <laughs> uh, I got one, three successes. Three successes? Yep. So four days, unless you want to edge it. Nah. Okay. So, yeah, four days is going to take you uh, to learn this. Uh, then it's going to cost you five karma at the end of that time. Okay. Uh, but basically, she kind of says that, you know, uh, you know, let's go ahead and do this a few hours each day. Uh, just speak to each other mentally, and you'll get the knack of being able to send it yourself. Uh, and she kind of suggests over the next few days to also bring the hawk with you. Okay. So, kind of test between you guys. Okay. Uh, and now I need you to make me an etiquette. Well, no, sorry, no, 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 this is mine links, not mine probe. Well, yeah, go ahead. Make me an etiquette test. Etiquette. Yeah. Which is influence or acting? Uh, influence. It doesn't matter because they're or both this, the same. You could use, okay, you could use acting for this, but they're both the same. See, yeah, I just want to see if she notices something in your head. Logic or intuition. Charisma. Okay. 
Wow. How'd you do? I kind of want to fail this test. How'd you do? But I got five successes. Five successes? Okay. Well, if you really want, you can just take automatic successes, which is probably less than what you got automatically. All right, fine. So, I'll, I'll take the automatic success. What, so it's one is, per four? Yeah. Uh, so one success. Oh. Hell, you could have just stepped up with the five, actually. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so she is kind of in your head, and you did say certain statements about her character. Yes. And you notice around the second or third day, her language about your character kind of shifts slightly. Where it was just super friendly before, it's kind of a little bit more interesting. Uh, you also notice she's kind of touching your like shoulder and hand more. So you can't see it, but I have the troll face. Yeah, I know you have the troll face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. Cool. Uh, go ahead and raise her loyalty up one. Let me go ahead and actually type that now. Freya loyalty four. Cool. Same. All right. So you're basically tied up for the next four days doing that. Yep. Ante. Yes. So, uh, you basically have the next four days to yourself. What do you want to do? Uh, I know you got some karma to spend. I know you got some money to spend. Uh, um, or you could always look for, try to find work. Uh, I'm trying to see. Um, uh, let's see. So, looking here, there's only two contacts that I could actually call to see about jobs. Here, mm-hmm. if I wanted to go that route, um, I do need to look into getting either goggles or special uh, um, contact lenses to improve uh, visibility. Considering I okay. am an elf. All right. So, uh, spend money. Um, I think so. Okay. So, if I remember correctly. You can put a lot of stuff inside of uh, contacts and optical devices and such. So, page was that. Let's see here. <clears throat> so, what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to tell me exactly what you're looking for in terms of an optical device, or you could tell me what you generally want. And I can root up to see what's available. Um. Now, here's what's going to happen. When you tell me what you generally want, you're more likely to get it sooner. If you just tell me what you specifically want, it's, you'll have to do the availability test. Wait, repeat that one more time. So basically, if you want to shop for a certain a special item... You're going to have to do the availability test. Okay. Whereas if you're just going to take whatever comes up, uh, I will list a few things available to you right away. I assume you're talking to Eve again. Yeah, we'll go with that one. 
Seems well, like... Don't, don't, yeah. don't make me railroad you. Because <laughs> uh, I'm... Mm, let me see. Uh, actually... Maybe I could go through Kyle instead. Maybe. Who's Kyle? Remind Kyle's me Kyle. the mobster contact. Maybe. Mm. Maybe not. I don't know if he really handles much electronics. Probably not. I think I'm kind of stuck with Eve. I'm sure you branched out a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I need to find some other contacts at some point. Maybe branch, like you said, branch out. Where is it? So I'm trying to find it. It was in here. It was on the page earlier. Um, cause I'm guessing I'm gonna have to go with the, uh, I'm gonna go with something a little specific. Uh, you know what? I only need necessarily one thing on it, but if there's extra, I'm not gonna necessarily cry over it. So, so what do you want? I'm not going to look for anything specific. Okay, so what are you looking for? Like, Are you looking for like low light, image length, thermo? Low light. You're an elf. Uh, oh, wait. Hmm? Wait. You're an elf. I've... You automatically have low light vision. I thought I took... Unless you have cyber eyes and got rid of your eyes. No. Not that I'm... I thought I took a negative thing for that. Oh, yeah? Uh, let me check. I don't think you took anything to lose your low-light vision for being an elf. Because I... I always got negative modifiers, I thought. That you do get them. negative modifiers on, uh, on low-light vision. It's just... Uh, the way it works in 4th Ed is... Um, so it's a set penalty on f five levels. Oh. Level zero, you have no penalty. Level one, negative one. Level two, negative three. I'm sorry, four levels. Alrighty. Zero, negative one, negative three, negative six. I read that. What low light vision? It raises up the tier. So if you're in almost darkness but not complete darkness, low light vision raises that up to only a minus one modifier, as opposed to a minus three. Vision. Does that make sense? Yes, I, I read it wrong. So, um, that said, you know, I mean, you could still have uses for, say, thermographic vision, which, you know, makes seeing through smoke and mist and all that easier, or if you want to get a smart link, if you're ever going to get a gun, or uh, vision magnification, things like that. Probably not a gun, especially if I'm sticking with more of an alchemical approach. Bow mm -hmm. and arrow might be better suited. Uh, where is it? Alrighty. I think I've... No. I'm trying to find the cost area. Like, quickly. For optical devices? Yes. The page, page 444. 444. Thank you. Right hand side. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I'm looking possibly then at thermographic and vision enhancement. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah. Let's see. Um, yeah. Vision enhancements, thermal, and what are they in? Contacts. Contacts, okay. So, uh, and you're reaching out to... Eve. Uh, Eve. Okay. Uh, so... Thermos 500, Vision Hammers 500. That's a thousand at least. Okay, so she comes to you first with one pair of contacts uh, called uh, Eyes of the Eagle brand, which are these contacts that they don't have the thermographic vision you're looking for, uh, but they have rating 3 vision enhancement. Okay. Uh, she's got a pair of them for sale for 25000 Sorry, 2500 25 Um, that's rating 3 vision enhancement. Uh, she also has available a pair of contacts with thermal and image link that will run you around a thousand. Okay. Uh, and finally, she's got another set. She'll charge you, uh, two thousand for this one as well. It's thermal, one level vision enhancement, and one level vision mag. Hmm. Perception's kind of high, so I think taking... Though the three would be nice, I could do better. Um, especially if I'm going to be throwing things behind me. For what, the vision enhancement or the mech? Uh, For the vision enhancement, so I'm not going to take the three. I think I'm going to go with the uh, the one, the level one thermo, level one vision enhancement. Okay. Oh wait. Mm. Wait. No, that was thermo. That was thermo and image link. Thermo, thermo and image link. There's a third one that has thermo vision enhancement and vision mag. And vision mag. Um. And that one's two thousand. Yeah. Um. I think I'm going to take the third one for the two thousand. All right, she slips you a little uh, plastic case that has those. Okay. Uh, she reminds you to don't sleep with those. They're not really meant for that. Mm-hmm. In fact, it'd probably be really bad if you slept in them. It's a great idea. I'm going to follow yeah. the, what the label says not to do. Or what it says to... No, never mind. Mess that up. All righty. Mm-hmm. Let me put this down in gear. Wait. Uh, yeah, alrighty. Cool. Alrighty. So, is there anything else you want to do? Um. I think, if anything, would be to then maybe look for a small job. Alright, cool. Uh, go ahead and just give me an open-ended etiquette test. Okay. Um, uh, Andrew, you can give me one, too. I assume you're going to be looking for work, too. An etiquette test, you said? Yeah, just kind of an open-ended. Uh, Four and Christmas, so nine. No limit. 
Three. Damn. One success. Okay. Uh, things seem pretty dry for you guys right now. Uh, you might get one maybe sometime early next week. We'll see. So, with that, we're going to call close to the first official uh, Free World episode of the Six World Chronicles. So, kind of curious how the players are going to enjoy this one or not. Uh, rather, how the listeners are going to enjoy this one or not. Uh, it's not as actiony packiony as some of the other episodes, but hey, we had a little bit of wheeling, we had a little bit of dealing, we had a little bit of contact info, and I think we might have a budding romance. Yay, romance! Hmm. This will be interesting. So, uh, until next time, uh, this has been The Return of the Hidden Grid, part 2.1. I think. Two, wait. 2.1? I thought we were at... Well, Six World Chronicles is 2, and and like point one would be like a return from a return. So not like but it's not an official new thing. 6.37? No. We have enough six jo- uh, jokes with just the title. Oh. Alright, fine. Yeah. Alright, so, see everybody next week. Changes in the works, folks. Hope you like our new player, Ante. He's uh, new to the game. He's new to Shadow in general. And except for a one-shot we did before this, he's catching up. But besides that, I hope you like some of the changes that are coming down the line. Uh, the 5th edition change and the cast change, uh, some of it couldn't be helped. Some of it was preferred. But it's all about growing pains, people. And... I hope you move with them. So, until then, catch you next week for, oh yeah, Harlequin Hates. This work is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 Unported License. That means you can share it, you can cut it up, but you have to add a label for all the bits within including the licenses from the following artists. This week, we're following the artist Mar Russell with the album Electro Blues Rebel Volume 1. The intro music is Digital Revenge, and the outro is Saving the Princess. The album is available from Magnitude.com. Friendships and alliances start and end. It's the marks others leave on our lives that determine if it was worth it. I miss having you around, friends.